Can I get a oh yeah? Welcome to Podcast My Brand, where we help you launch your branded podcast, get better at the craft of podcasting, grow your audience, and make cash from your show. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor of Podcast Town. Let's get to it. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. All right, Richard. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Um, so my personal podcast is called The Hero Show. Um, and we are we interview entrepreneurs from all over the world, um, from everything from people who pick up trash as a you know six-figure business um, for corporate companies to big um, Tech Valley startups to people who are running you know local restaurants. We've interviewed people all over the world. Um, and the entire purpose of the show is to help change the narrative on um, entrepreneurs being the villains, which is a cultural problem we have, particularly in America, um, where every story you ever read or watch or see on the big screen is generally the bad guy is some some version of, you know, bad entrepreneur spills oil on ducks for dollars. And it leads to a lot of uh, a lot of problems with entrepreneurs not really owning what they do and um, and bringing their value to the world. And so we're looking to just change that conversation a little bit and show how entrepreneurs are really the heroes that make the world go round. Now, you, you're you a pro in, in the podcast space, but I'm always curious to hear the what I call podcast rain, things that have happened to you, for you, because of your show. Um, just recently, I had... Um, Someone hop on my um, hop on my show, and like for whatever reason, our our um, the the beginning part didn't work right, like the application, and everything. So I didn't have this person's bio, and I was like, "Hey, I didn't get your bio ahead of time, like I normally do." So I'm not I'm not as prepared as I normally am. Can we take a few minutes at the beginning here and just go over your bio? And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And she tells me her, all of her stuff, and come to find out, she is the um, she runs a company that does five hundred million dollars a month in sales just ginormously huge business. Um, and she runs a, a mastermind of ladies, um, like 50 women in business. And every one of them does at least a hundred million dollars or more a month in business. Um, and she spent like an hour, just, we, we got on the podcast and talking through these things. And she like fixed a lot of things in my business at a much higher level than I ever would have expected to. Cause you don't generally get the opportunity to talk to $500 million a month business owners in things other than your podcast. I also just recently had another guest on the he was a billionaire by the time he was 18. And, and you know, he's um, launching his first book um, just on that topic and how he became a billionaire by that point. Um, I've talked to Silicon Valley tech startups. I've gotten to talk to people in the fintech space and the uh, education tech space that are doing just some crazy cool things um, all over the place. And it's all the kind of the kind of introductions and prospecting and networking that you can't really do or have happen any other way than through a podcast. Got it. Now, what are some of the ways, maybe maybe give me your top two things that you've done to get better at the craft of podcasting? So I tell people regularly, because we do coaching on podcasting in our own agency, that essentially, if you want to be a better interviewer as a podcaster, and we have guests on particular, that there's two things um, that you should do. One is you should be ignorant. The other one is you should be curious. So ignorant and curious is the the best way to really dive into someone else's story. Um, and because it's it's two things, right? Because when you've do, done this as long as I have, you end up with a lot of general knowledge in a lot of spaces. So you can communicate and talk to people about a lot of different subjects. Um, 
And um, sometimes you know a lot about the field, the person that is on the other side, right? Like, you know, for instance, you and I both do podcasting. You could probably speak to as much to any of these things as I could. But when you're bringing a guest on, it's great to play into the your own ignorance in that space. What can I learn from this person? And then be um, as curious as possible to pick up as much as you can from them. Um, and when you when you put those two things together, the ignorance and the curiosity, then you can really get um, dive deep into the other person's expertise and their story and the things that make them unique. That's awesome. Speaking of ignorance and curiosity, uh, Richard, do you want to play a little bit of trivia? Absolutely. Runs Podcast Town. All right, Richard, I am going to give you five categories science, arts, general, history, entertainment, or geography. Which one would you like? Oh, let's go with geography since I travel full time. All right, geography. What became the second independent country in the Americas after the United States? What became the second independent country in the Americas after the United States? I don't know the answer to that one, so I'm going to give you a guess. I think it's Canada. (laughs) It is Haiti. Haiti. I didn't know that. My wife actually was a missionary to Haiti for a number of years. How cool is that? Um, Okay, let's do a couple more. Uh, General history, science, arts, or entertainment? Let's go science. Um, okay, science. I'm going to butcher this name. Which fruit is also known as a curget? I probably did not pronounce that correctly. Tell it for me. Spell it for me. C-O-U-R-G-E-T-T-E. Which fruit is also known as a curget? I have no clue. <laughs> it is a zucchini. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. All right. I eat zucchini. Like, <laughs> I like it in Asian dishes. <laughs> All right. One more. One more. Um, general history or entertainment? Let's do general. All right. Are you ready, Richard? Yes. Which bird is the national bird of the Bahamas. Which bird is the national bird of the Bahamas? (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I was going to say the seagull, but that's the, uh, that's the state bird of Utah. So I don't, I don't actually know what the Bahamas is. My son might know. He wants to be an ornithologist when he grows up. (laughs) It is the American flamingo. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. These these questions are so random. Okay, so one question that comes up, I know in my work a lot, probably in yours as well, in the podcast world is how do you grow your audience? So um, I'm going to give you really specific stuff here. Um, there's a lot of different ways to grow your audience. And um, so there is 
three categories of audience building. There's your buy, borrow, and build, right? So buy audience is advertising, borrow, build is consistency with growth and organic stuff, right? So when you're regularly putting your stuff out. So if you're doing the content on a regular basis, you're going to have the build happening sort of naturally, right? Um, borrow is kind of stuff that we're doing right now, right? If I get on the uh, get on a podcast with you and, you know, we'll probably at some point say, hey, here's where you can check out the Hero Show. That's a, that's a, in effect, there's lots of different things that fall under the category of the borrow. Um, but that I think is the most, and I think the most like actionable for your audience would be the buy category, right? How do you buy access to audience? And we have a, I have a strategy that I like to, um, I call it the butterfly net strategy. And it is a three-tiered advertising system that you can use for your content to actually get it to um, out to all of your people. So I'll go over the three tiers just real quickly on how, how it works. Um, so tier one is, um, this is predicated on the presumption that you are producing content regularly, right? So tier one would be, you take each piece of content that comes out that you're producing once a week, you take one of that, those pieces of content and you can do this on any network that has interest-based targeting. I'm going to use Facebook as an example, but you could use Pinterest or you could use Twitter. Or you could use uh, you know YouTube ads, whatever you wanted to do this on. But as an example, you tier one on Facebook, you take that piece of content that you've produced this week and you advertise it to your existing audience, right? So these are the people who like your page, who are subscribed to your show, who have visited your website, all the people who would be a warm audience for you. Um, you put all those in as your interest category targeting and you do a very low ad spend, right? Die or whatever the minimum is for, for the platform. Because the goal is not to gain new audience. The goal here is to, to vet your content for engagement because all of these platforms are going to reward content that gets better engagement. And engagement is also a good sign that the people are interested in your content would be a good fit for your audience. So you are going to um, each week, take a piece of content and just run it for a dollar a day for seven days, right? For, for your, however long it is between your next content release. So if it's two weeks, just run it for until your next content release. Um, and you do that until you've done it with four or five pieces of content. And what you'll see is you probably have one winner out of those four or five pieces of content from an engagement standpoint, right? That has more likes, more comments, more shares, more views, whatever your engagement metric is you're looking at, you're looking for the piece of content that has the best engagement. And you take that piece of content and you move it to the tier two of your advertising. Tier two of the advertising is where the butterfly net strategy comes in. And you let either Facebook or YouTube or whichever ad platform you're using on, you say, hey, I am looking for people who will engage with this. So you're looking for an engagement metric. Um, you let their algorithm do, the, do all the work to find the people for you and say, hey, I'm looking for people who engage with this piece of content. The reason that works is because it's a pre-vetted piece of content. You know your audience likes it and engages with it. So if you put it out to the cold audiences out in the world, the people who engage it, engage with it and like it and comment with it and do those kind of things, have those engagements are the kind of people that are a good fit for your audience. So you let Facebook do that and you run a higher ad spend to those, you know, maybe it's 10, 15, 20, $100 a day, depending on what your appetite is for getting more people into your audience. Um, and that's going to depend a lot on how you, how you monetize your podcast and what, you know, what its value is to your business. But that's where the high dollar spend is, right? You run that into the second tier stuff, pre-vetted content, you use it as a butterfly net to sort of capture people out of the world who might be a good fit for your audience. And then the third tier of that is um, where you use direct response retargeting ads, where you say, hey, I noticed that you have watched or engaged with a certain number of my you know, pieces of my content. I have a show here. You can actually follow, subscribe to us or you know, to the people who are engaging from the second tier of your advertising. Um, and if you run that consistently over um, a period of time, it really, it really starts to 
grow your audience, but it also drives revenue directly because that third tier actually, um, if you're if you you run a few different types of ads, some for subscription stuff and some for um, getting people into your sales funnel, your content production is is sort of serving several aspects of your business at that point. Um, so we recommend that to a lot of our clients. We talk about it on podcasts like this all the time. It's a unique strategy. It's simple, and it can help you really, really grow your audience and grow your business. So that's my my short version of how you do that. <laughs> Thank you so much for that that tip. Um, how do you get value from your show? So my show is for me. It's mostly it's a uh, networking play. Um, right. So this is um, it's it's di- different depending on what your why you're running your podcast. So. Um, there's a lot of different ways that people can get value. Everything from they're running the uh, you know media style company where they're looking at ads, or they're running um, a podcast for pros- prospecting to get in front of the right people, um, or in my case, networking. Right. So most of my um, customers come from referrals from my podcast. Um, from my podcast. So it's a it's a networking thing for my business. It doesn't drive revenue directly, but it does drive relationships directly, which eventually drive into um, into sales and other things. So that's where the value is mostly for me. Um, and then the other part of the value is it's a content production, um, engine, right? So because I'm regularly creating content, um, that content gets pushed and distributed into all of our social media channels. Um, and I don't do any other content production than our podcast. And then these guest episodes, like I do with you, like I'm doing with you now. Um, so it's part of our content production engine. So those are really the two values, content production and, uh, networking. Richard, you strike me as a very intelligent, um, disciplined, honest guy. Um, this next part of, of, of the program is uh, truth and lies. And what I want is for you to give, give me three things about yourself. Two of them are going to be true, and one of them you're going to lie to me. Are you ready to play? Sure. All right. Give myself a second here to gather my thoughts, and then we'll play. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so um, I have been to all 50 states. Okay. I travel with my wife and four children and a 60-pound dog in a 40-foot RV. Okay. And I have slid off of 40-foot waterfalls with my children. Oh, you're good. Let's see. Um... I am going to say you have slid off of a waterfall with your children. You strike me as the as that kind of dude. Um, you do travel with your wife and your children and all that stuff. I'm going to say you have not yet been to all 50 states. I'm going to say that that is the lie. That is the lie. I have six states left before we've seen all all 50 in the country. Yes. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Oh, man. I always giggle when I get that right because I usually don't. (laughs) So I'm proud of myself. Um, As the old saying goes, Richard, time flies when you're having fun. Thank you so much for joining us. If people want to reach out to learn more about your podcast and your business, how can they do that? Um, so, uh, pushbuttonpodcasts.com. You can find all of our stuff there. Um, and if you want to, um, hear about our show, uh, it's, you can just look up the hero show on any of the places where you listen to your podcasts. So, uh, Apple podcasts or Google play. Um, it's just the hero H E R O show, the hero show. 
Awesome. Thanks so much, Richard. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Podcast My Brand. If you got value from the show, join our email list for show updates and exclusive tips on building trust, growing influence, and increasing authority with your podcast brand. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you next time.